Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Top, I have to say that uh, you were right about something, and it pissed me off. Was it the cream on that area you were talking about? No, that worked too, though. That didn't upset me. That was actually very relieving. I thought just in spite, you would have been like, "No, I told you that wouldn't feel good," and I was like, "No, it will." No, it felt great. Uh, no, out of spite, what I am uh, upset that you were correct about was Thursday. Afternoon, mm. I'm watching the Orlando Magic get trounced, trounced by the one seed. You mean our Orlando Magic? Our Orlando Magic getting trounced by the one seeded Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. And I'm going, man, that uh, that game one victory the Magic had sure looked like a fluke. And what have you always said about the Portland Trailblazers? And the Orlando Magic. The Portland Trailblazers are the Western Conference's Orlando Magic. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. Vice versa. They are the same team. Pretty much. It's just there's a separation of a large river. That's about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at the I mean, Bucks given game. that there's no superstar on the other team, I'm just saying they're pretty much the same team. Yeah. Yes. Been to a couple finals. Don't have any championships. Well, the Blazers got the 77, but... In my lifetime, 
Blazers have no championships. They've been to two finals. Magic, kind of same way. They're just meh. And then Blazers come out, and what they do? They looked like the Orlando Magic. To be fair. Go ahead. And I don't think you have to take that side of it. Because to be quite honest, did you really think anything else would happen? Really? Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt yes, out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. They what? did. <laughs> they trapped LeBron sure. and AD at the top of the key. Everybody Almost got five fouls. Every the time. Team. Yeah. Yeah. It was a butt blowout for a Portland team. That had no toilet paper in game two. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. I called that stuff. That's why when Chuck on TNT famously said, you know, if they win game one, they're sweeping the series. I go, that dude's going to eat his words. Oh, he said that about the Blazers? Yeah, he said if oh, they win game one, they sweep the series. I was like, dude, yeah, I could see them winning game one, but if they win game one, it will be a Herculean effort. It was. I don't, think, I don't happened. think it took everything that they had to win game one. They just could not make a shot in game two. And what happened is my, here's my theory on what happened. Just one of those things where you try to shoot yourself out of a hole with a shovel. There's only one way to go. But you can't do that. No, you just keep getting deeper, deeper, deeper. And then you lose Dame and then, you know, you're already down 30. So it's not looking pretty. And you just hope that uh, left index finger, you mentioned it in the sports update. Yeah. Man, you hope that's not a big deal. Is there a worse stupid injury than your hand? Your foot. Your foot is a worse stupid injury, a toe injury. Here's oh. where I will slightly disagree. Go ahead. In that with a foot, it's not so much a stupid injury because – it's kind of given at that point that, okay, you can't play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what defines like a stupid injury. It's not like an ACL. An ACL is like, you can't that's play. That's a serious You injury. need to be out. Yeah. yeah. A stupid injury is like, you got turf toe. Yeah. You pulled yeah, your turf, groin. That's what I'm thinking. You know, you know what my worst stupid injury that I ever had? And the skateboard, I, I know. <laughs> that was pretty bad. No, when I, when I was, you know, a young athlete playing uh, high school football, hip flexor. Yes. Oh, Those God, are terrible. that was a stupid, because it just, it just slows you down. It slows you down walking. It slows you down running. I had a hip, left hip flexor. I can still feel, and it's just a dull pain all the time when you're moving. It and you go to a doctor me. and they're like, you can play on it. Yeah. Well, they're like, you know what you need is rest, but you're not going to make do anything. You're not going to damage it any worse. And the one thing you can't do in a football season is rest. And I know that everybody plays with something, but it's just one of those ones that slows you down. Foot is that way too, though. The turf toe is the the one that I was specifically thinking of. Yeah. Turf toe is weak. Yeah. Turf toe is, turf toe is hella weak. Yeah. That, and then I would also say pulling your groin. Yeah. If you pulled mm -hmm. your groin, that would be bad. I would though Ham have to Hamstring is, is a bother because every time you come back, it just hits again, but it does take you out. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hand to me is like, Again, I, I compare it with the foot just because I go, mm. with a foot, you could potentially get the excuse to say, well, I don't think he can play because he can't run. With a hand, it's like, well, just brace that thing yep. up. I don't care. Yeah. That's what they probably taught. Well, that's probably what Damian Lillard told the training staff. But it's just like, yeah, who cares if you can't use your hand? You got another one. Yeah. Well, Shirk. and the, <laughs> the difference is Damian Lillard does not throw the ball from 40 feet at the basket with his left hand. 
he does with his right. That's true. So that that's where the hand, the offhand is like a face injury. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you have to wear the mask. It's kind of annoying. The dominant hand is more like your foot injury mm. is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, it's like a quarterback. They break their a finger on their throwing hand. They're done. They break a finger on their uh, offhand. Yeah, they're fine. I got to tell you, there's nothing that like when I think back about playing in college to now, because I've recently had a little boo-boo on my knee. Oh, you got a little boo-boo? Just a little boo-boo little where boo-boo. I got a little bit of swelling in my knee from running too much. And so oh, then yeah. I had to take a little break. Sure. And. It's kind of, it hurts a little bit. Well, it did hurt a little bit when I walked, did some icing, feel a little bit better today, but it hurt a little bit when I was walking and I thought to myself, I am so glad I don't play football anymore (laughs) because I'm telling you right now, stuff like that, like when you get closer to game day, it's not like they're telling you to play. They're just like, well, it seems like you can play. (laughs) And it's like, you're not going to sit there to their face and be like, well, it kind of hurts and I don't really don't want to go out there and get the S beat out of me. And they're like, well, but you know, you're walking around and I saw you go up those stairs. So there is a reason that that is a young man's game. Yeah, (laughs) it's just, it is, it's just playing through pain. And, and I will say sitting here with cam is fun to talk about like the injuries. Like, okay, you ever feel good? No, God, no, God, no. And then he would just go through like the litany of things, but like, but he never got rid of it. That's the thing. He still he still has that kind of thing where it's like if something hurts, he's like, well, so what? Yeah. Well, it's like, well, yeah, it hurts, but, th- dude. but again, he played eight years in the NFL. And I, I, how bad was it for you in college? And then do you talk to your buddies that played pro football? And how much worse is it? Like, I think of offensive linemen in the NFL, and I just think you never feel good. Mm-mm. There's, it's impossible because even if you were injury free, yeah. you're carrying around 300 pounds yeah. all the time. I can't imagine ever feeling well as an offensive lineman until you go, all right, I'm retired. And then you feel better, but you've had 14 surgeries on your shoulder. You've had 17 surgeries on your knees and ankles and hips, and you're probably just waiting to die. It just feels that Aren't way. Aren't we all? Wow, there's an element of that. But football, man, yeah, that is uh, definitely a game where you just go, that doesn't seem fun. Yeah, and it just, as you get older, you start to recognize it like, oh, my gosh, I played through that. Yeah, well. Like my knee stuff, I played through it. And sure. I thought it was totally fine. I was like, well, ah, whatever. And there was always a point where like dislocated when I was, knees. Yeah. Ugh. But I was just kind of like in my head, I was like, okay, well, this game is just a certain amount of time, right? Yeah. It's like two and a half hours. Sure. So if I can just get through two and a half hours, then I got myself another week where I can kind of rest. And then I got to do it again for another two and a half hours. Hardcore. Yeah. But now I'm like, if my knee hurts just a little bit, which it does right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not working out the rest of the week. I'm taking, <laughs> taking the rest of the week yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Ashley. Hey, can you mow the lawn? No, my knee. Yeah. <laughs> eh. we're, it's going to have to wait. We can call somebody. My parents are coming over. Can you go pick them up from the airport? I might need. Eh, my... I can't do I might need. You make dinner? I really can't do that. Yeah. I mean, unless you can get the chair over there, like I can stir something, but what? I'm not moving. Are you going to skip the show this week? No, no, that's work. Yeah. Okay. I have to go to work to do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, pick your parents up from the airport. What is this show? Can you change the channel? Eh, That's the knee thing. Yeah. The knee. That's a good excuse. The knee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. The, The one thing I will say, though, is the the aging as you get to the point where it just takes for 
forever mm. to recover from something. It just feels like, like you get a little bit sore, and then it just lingers. And you wake up the next morning, and you're like, how am I, how am I still hurt? Mm. What is wrong with me? But you just realize you're getting old. Well, why don't you just Sad. play through it? Was I do play through it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, buddy. You and your softball. Are you going to play softball again? No. I gotta, I, I'm not going to lie. No. I laughed really hard when you told me about your softball. <laughs> Which one? My shoulder? Yeah. Dope for ball. Partial tear of the rotator cuff. Is that how it happens, really? Yeah. It's always like, it's always something where, like, there was an amount, like, a huge, a huge exertion of effort. No, 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 for, like, no, a no, really no, 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 no. Let, play. Me, let me walk you through. Let me walk you through. Like, it was probably the first inning. Uh, probably third inning. Oh, okay. okay. Let me walk you through exactly what happened. All right, so let's I've, hear it. I've since retired from softball. And I'm pretty okay with that decision. Noble of you. I'm sure at some point I'll probably pick up and swing the bat when the kids are a little bit older. But for right now, I'm retired. Mm. Not ruling out the comeback. <laughs> I can imagine you coaching your kids in, in, in a fila sweatsuit. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what, uh, kicking and screaming? <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, Will Ferrell? With your sun, with your sun oh, yeah. shades on. Matching. Oh, yeah, dude. Totally. Swing. <sighs> anyway. This is what happened on on the fateful day uh, that I injured myself to the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. Playing shortstop, ball is hit up the middle. Mm. Moving to my left. And the ball is a little bit further out in front of me where I'm like, I'm not really going to be able to get to that. But then I realize that my weight, and I'm a little down from where I was then. Mm. My weight was kind of carrying me to the point where I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to slow down properly for this. So I'm like, I'll just kind of die for it. I'll make a little effort at the ball. If I get it, great. But I was like, I'm top, probably top one over anyways. Mm. So it wasn't like a, oh, I got that ball dive. It was a, eh, I'm this close. Probably going to fall down anyways. Let me put some effort into it. So I dive, left arm out, land on my left shoulder. But I also brace myself with my right hand. And I dislocate my pinky on my right hand. So I come up and my pinky, the knuckle is, the middle knuckle is down by the bottom knuckle. And I'm like, oh, I just broke my finger. And then the center fielder throws the ball at me and I'm like, I go, hold on. I think I broke my finger. And I look at him and I show him and he goes, Ugh! and then I pop it out and it pops back into place. I'm like, oh, it's fine. It was just dislocated. He's like, oh, good. Cause that was really disgusting. And so then I'm concerned about my finger on my right hand. The rest of the game, I kept playing. It's just, you play through it. It's my pinky. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The next day I wake See, up. This is how it starts. Well, again, the next day I wake up not realizing I hurt my left shoulder. I could not lift my arm above my head. But I didn't realize. But I played the entire softball game swinging and doing all the things. But it's my left arm. So I'm throwing with my right hand just fine. I guess the ball was never hit over my head. Next morning I wake up and my left arm doesn't work. Did you have like a thought in your head that it was like, oh, uh, I'm going to look like Jeter on this. No, no. You're it like, was, oh, this is sick. No, I'm going to like, dive for it. And then I'm going to do that little like half tumble and then get up and just <laughs> sling it to first. No, no it was. I, I'm a little off balance here. I'm going to dive so I don't look like a fool falling over. And then I hurt myself twice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, let me control this fall is really what it was. That's what was running through my head. And I was like, so, so did luck. you ever do this as a kid that like you'd play a sport? Say, you know. Yes, I played sports as a kid. Okay, good. Okay. We're, we're halfway there. <laughs> halfway there. So you play, like, let's say basketball, and you've watched hours of it, 
and you go out and you go play with friends or maybe you're playing in your youth league or whatever and you start to kind of run over highlight film of a player in your head and then you start to try to mimic it sure right yeah like when does that stop where like it's not so much you're trying to mimic the athlete when you're doing mm. something but you're just kind of like i'm just giving it my best out here <laughs> I, cause I think everybody does that at a certain point when you're a kid. And then at some point it stops where you just, you know, whatever sport golf, I'm sure there were a bunch of kids who, you know, were trying doing to do Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods stuff yeah, yeah. or tennis, a bunch of people trying to look like Roger Federer or football people trying to throw like Tom Brady or run like Michael Vick. Like what's that point where like you quit doing that and then you just go, you know what? This is it. This is who. This is what I got. This is the kind of athlete for, I for, am. For, for me, it was midway through my senior uh, football season yeah. in, in high school. I was very good at catching a football. I don't, so who'd you think you were? Uh, I thought, I thought I was. I thought I was greatness. Is who I thought I was. But it was. But it, any player? But, oh yeah, there was all the Jerry Rice or whoever. Sure. Phil and Fred Bolitnikoff. I always liked him. Yep. Pick uh, Steve Largent. Whatever. And, but I was like, man, I've got hands for, I can catch anything. And I always thought that. And then about midway through the season, I was like, oh, that we don't throw the ball in this offense and they don't throw the ball to me when they do. But they actually, I had this wheel route play that I ran from the slot that in practice, I was money on it. Yeah. They put in a different receiver in that position for one play to run my route that I always killed in practice. I was like. Oh, yeah, they don't plan on ever throwing me the ball. The one time they called my number, they put somebody else in that spot who didn't normally play that position. They moved to tight end over because mm-hmm. he's bigger. We're playing at Columbia River. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. And I just mailed in every practice from there on. I'm like, not playing college football, not playing. Jeez, about- that's all it took? Well, yes, it took the entire season of me going, all right, listen, I'm going to show what I got in practice. I'm, not- I'm making one-handed catches in practice going, I got this. I'm Jerry freaking Rice. If they throw me the ball, as soon as they throw me the ball in the game, everybody will see, and they will not stop throwing me the ball. They call my number, put in somebody else at my position. And I was like, yep, I'm out. I'm good. I'm checked out. Somebody usually tells you when you're done being an athlete. And that was it for me. I was like, that, right. That's early on. Well, yeah. Well, I didn't play early. I didn't play college football. Well, I didn't, I didn't leave high school going, all right. Yeah, I got looked over. Uh, I got looked over in football, sure. I got cut from the the basketball team my senior year. Feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. They wanted me to play baseball to be the utility guy on the varsity, but I got That's a, pretty good. I had an internship, so I I decided to forego my senior season of baseball, and I didn't go. All right, it's time time to start training. I'm going to go into the draft. Like, what do you? Yeah. Good. See, this is all setting up the arc, which is I would have been in the league if I wouldn't have taken that intern internship. <laughs> damn it. Got, and then fast forward 10 years, well, you in a Fila sweatsuit. But you have to remember, I had three older brothers that were six foot four. So I still driving have the, the twins <laughs> to insanity. I still have the, if I was six foot four, <laughs> if I was six foot four, hit, uh, right. watch the ball. All right, Bla- Blazers, Lakers, what do you expect tonight? We'll talk about that next. Start things off. It's a center of the Saints on 1080 The Fan. What was your moment? What was the moment you realized you weren't going to be, I don't know, who do you want to be, Merrill Hodge or Mike Allstott? Who are, who are, the, who are the great? Uh, I, I do love who are the great fullbacks. anybody I talk with always just like immediately <laughs> says like, oh yeah, you were a fullback. <laughs> you were. It's not e- but it's not even like, hey, you played at. X or like you were these years with this. It was always like, oh yeah, fullback, yeah. 
What was that like? It's like, I, it's like I told them I took a trip to Paraguay. They're like, what was that like? <laughs> what must it have been like? Like how, did, like, how did you do it? Yeah. How did you do it? I just ran into people. Yeah. yeah. In a but, very skilled manner. Who did you want to be when you were? Uh, I liked Ricky Waters a lot. Oh, sure. I remember as a little kid, I had his uh, Philadelphia Eagles jersey. And then, um, gosh, I don't know, man. I kind of in high school, I, I imagined some times where, like, I could do some Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously not exactly like him. But, like, you know, everybody in that 05 to 07 class in football, like, idolized SC. At least oh, I sure. know they did in Oregon and on the West Coast. So, like. You know, kids were having, like, the receiver face mask with the Oakley visor and wearing the gloves and, like, yeah, yeah you tried to look like Reggie. That's all you wanted to do. Yeah. And, and so didn't. then once I got to college, I was like, oh, yeah, Reggie Bush is, like, really fast. And I'm, like, by comparison, average. Yeah, not. So, no. <laughs> so you realized pretty quickly then? Yeah, pretty quick. I was like, oh, I'm not that. Oh. Yeah. Mm. No bummer. Yeah, so first day of college, you're like, yeah. and then you just coasted through. I'm going to do the best uh, I can. I'm going to do the best I can let here. Me, uh, let me remind you, it's not about coasting. It's about, okay, this is me. Let's do it. <laughs> I think Cam, the difference is that, like, Cam had that feeling, like, as a kid, like, this is me, but, like, it was really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all have, we all have our different journeys, don't we? I guess. Yeah. Some better. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I said different. You can rank them however you want. Power, uh, power rankings of life journey. All right. Well, we can go through it. So uh, let's talk a little blazers. Yeah. So Boy, that was funny on Thursday, wasn't it? It's a one one. It's a one one series. Oh, yeah, it is. Right? Isn't it? Yeah. Technically, I guess. It's one one. Look, it's all even. All right. It. Well. The past is the past. Hey, we got one on their home court. Oh, wait. Do you think the boys have a chance to win another game? No. Really? No, that's it. That's it? Yeah. Done? That was it. You done? Um, they got their one. I think the reason I can say that was it, well, there's a few. First <laughs> and foremost, Damian Lillard is hurt. Yeah. And he's hurt to a point, and you did make a good point that it is offhand, but nonetheless, he is hurt, and he'll have to work around that. And I would say that's not such a big deal if he had a complimentary cast that could make up for him sometimes. And sometimes they do. But in these cases, it's looking like they're not going to be able to do that. Um, and it looks like they're not going to be able to do that because at some point during the game, for some reason, I don't know why, but like LeBron James and Anthony Davis will guard one of the other people. <laughs> and most likely they'll guard the next best player. Sure. And then that guy will not be able to do anything effective. And that's what you actually saw in game two. And you saw the Blazers strategy right out the gate in game one. It was, we are going to suffocate LeBron and AD and we are going to make the other team or the, <laughs> the other players team, beat us. The other players beat us. Yep. And it worked incredibly well. Here's the problem. The Lakers recognized after game one that the Blazers are completely exhausted and they just started running the court. And we're like, we're going to, we're just going to tire you out I, I, for me. And I didn't watch, I didn't watch the entire game. I was listening to part of it on the radio. So I didn't get the visual of it. Cause I was, I was in with uh, Isaac on Thursday. So we were, when I was driving home, I was listening to part of it, but just the way that uh, Travis and uh, Michael Holden uh, were talking about it. 
it's boy. Just, I'll tell you, man. Dude, is Michael Holton on this planet? <laughs> Buddy. Dude, really though. Like, goes, like sometimes so, they go to him and the camera shifts really quick and it's just like it's like somebody like put a spotlight on him. He's like, what? I mean, third third quarter. God, God bless him. Well, that's that's what you need to do. They just got to stop and then they scored a basket. That's the way they're going to get back into this game. Thanks for the insight. Like I'm just listening to Travis go. Trav, buddy, that's hard to that's hard to come back from. He just goes, all right. So then back to the action. It was just uh, insightful. So <laughs> what they were saying though, and tell me if the, tell me if I I misheard or misunderstood this. Dude, bad shots lead to easy offense for the Lakers, and that's what it sat, that's what it looked like when I was watching the game early. Is when you're shooting from three and you're missing everything, long rebounds turn into transition baskets. The the Lakers are equipped to do that, mm. and and just you know going back and just kind of watching the highlights at the end of the game because I was like, what really happened? And it just it looked to me where it's like, man, we're trying to make these shots, it's just not working. And just sometimes the game gets out of hand, and what are you supposed to do? And then Dame leaves, and it's like, all right, well, we can put every effort we can to make this game close at the end for pride, or it's like we just pull the shoot and call it a day. And now you come back out in game three and just hope you can get Gary Trent to make some shots. You get, you know, Carmelo Anthony to make some threes. Uh, TJ needs to play a little bit better. But you go out and you make shots, and the game is close. It, it, it becomes a very different game. I didn't think the Blazers played the perfect game to win game one. I thought they played well enough and they made big shots at the end. They kept it close and then you had guys just step up and it was Gary Trent who took two off the backboard in that game mm. that had zero hesitation from the from the uh, wing to you know drop that three that really mattered at the end. Dame made some big shots obviously, but I think that's what it is. If you can keep it close, I think they have a chance to win games. The problem is when it gets out of hand, sometimes it just gets out of hand. You look through all of the, you know, past series uh, in the NBA, and it happens all the time in playoff series where it ends up being a close series, but some of the games are awful. You you have blowouts back and forth. It was the the last dance uh, thing where, uh, you know, you're watching Jordan and the Bulls. It's like, oh, they cakewalk through every series. No, they would go blowout, get blown out, blowout, you come back. But sometimes you have to, like you said, save some energy for the next game. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty is the fan text line. P one Dustin, yeah, Blazers are done. I don't know why people got really excited after game one. We all knew it would be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep at best. Yeah. And to your point with the whole shooting thing, again, I, you're right. If you don't make shots, you probably don't win. <laughs> well, yes, but but what I'm saying though too is when you don't make shots against a team that is as good in transition as the Lakers. It got ugly quick, and the Lakers never. Contavious Caldwell Pope did not make a three in game one. It was the zero for nine, and he seemed like he did not miss in game two. Like you said, the role players played a big factor in that, but the Lakers couldn't have played a whole lot better. The Blazers couldn't have played a whole lot worse, and that's how you get thirty point losses. Well, and I think a main reason of why they were shooting so terribly again is I'd like to point back to the whole exhaustion factor. Yeah, and I truly believe the Lakers are. Are, are meshing that with their game plan at this point. Yep. And you could, I'd swear to you, man, you could see it from the onset in game one. The Lakers were pushing the ball. They were pushing the court. They were getting the rebound. And even if they missed and they were bad shots, they didn't care. They just went right back yep. to it. And early on when I was watching, I was like, they're going to get exhausted really quick because the, the Trailblazers have been through, obviously, if anybody else in the playoffs right now, the longest and hardest road of anybody. Sure. 
And and now everything is catching up to them. Yeah. The, it, it is, dude. The, well, it is, Lillard's fingers hurt. Zach Collins is having a bad hair day. No, I think he's he, out. I think he's having ankle surgery. Well, that's that that's besides the point. That's besides. we all know that. I'm just saying, man, they look tired. They look exhausted. I, I just don't know how you can keep it up. And well, no duh, the Lakers lost game one. They've been playing like crap and they've quit on like the last three. They've just been mailing it in. Yeah, they're like, oh, whatever. They we got up, the they're like, yeah, no, we'll we'll get there when we need yeah. it. And then the one game one, they were like, oh crap. Do you expect the same result? A 30 point uh ass kicking for the next three games? No, but I yeah. think that in this game you might have a little bit uh closer. But then once you get to game four, I think they'll open it up and then it'll start to become like a kind of a crappy situation. Which sucks because you win this one game and now you have to go through the next four like watching this. The other thing that will be interesting to watch is how much the teams that get down early languish where they don't have the opportunity to go home. You know what I mean? The the energy of having the home crowd. Because in this scenario, this would have been the Blazers split in LA and now they're going back to Portland. Mm. You just wonder how much energy can be manufactured just are like okay it's game three we need you know we need to get this win if they go you know like at the teams that go down oh two in these series uh isaac and i were talking about this on thursday a little bit but you know if you go down oh two on the road well at least you get to go back home and you get the juice from the crowd and blah blah then you're stuck in a bubble and you don't have the home fans and you don't have the your own bed. You don't have the other team on the road and all of the things that factor into it. You just wonder how these series are going to look different than they would if they were actually played in, you know, the world. This is the world and you need to get used to that it. That is Orlando. <laughs> they are not. The, the world that we live in is yeah. different than the world that they're living in currently. Would you rather be in the bubble right now? Am I covered? Am I there to cover uh, the NBA? What am, sure, I, what, am I, what am I playing? Yeah, you're a writer. Yeah, I would like to be in the bubble. I, you would like to be in the bubble, seriously. I, I would like to be in the bubble. I would not be allowed to be in the bubble. I'm young kids. But let's say if I, if I, yeah, yeah. If I were in your situation, I would want to be in the bubble where, you know, just married and, and you. Well, I'm going to miss my wife. She can come with you. Family. You get one family member. Oh, well, yeah. I'll bring the cat. <laughs> bring the cat. Got to well, bring the cat. Well done. Well done. Um, let me talk about the rest of the NBA. Eh, cause I'd rather rip on Zach Collins because we have a poll question. Let's do the poll question, and if we get to it, we got to talk about <clears throat> another team that you you were really wrong about. The Grizzlies? No. Different one. The Bucks? No. Process. The Warriors? <laughs> no, you, I think you were right about the Warriors. I was right once. You were right about the Magic. Just give me that. And the Blazers. Ah, the process looks like it may not be working so well. Or maybe, hey, it's all part of the process. We'll have to find out. We'll do that after this Sports Center update. This morning, so we were tailgating today. That's all we do, tailgate. Do we finish a football season this year? Right. Are we going to finish Are we gonna- <laughs> the football season this year? <laughs> That seems NFL, like a weird question. NFL, well, ACC, Big 12, SEC are going to try to start a football season on time. NFL is going to try to start on time. Do you think we get to the end of those seasons? I, the better question is, do they start? I'm serious, that, dude. Do you genuinely qu- believe? The, the NFL will. The NFL will start. Yes, the NFL will start. 
you really believe the SEC will actually start playing football games when <sighs> after like two weeks of Dude. training camp practice, what, 20 people are going to get tested positive? I will, I will be... I will be astonished if they start. And then what's, and then you're just going to play a season and like we oh we're going to do the playoff. What did Nick Saban say? Well, if we play, we get the playoff. Yeah. I mean, we're the best anyway. This is this is the worst part of college football's culture right here. Yeah. It is. It's this whole it's this whole microcosm of we don't pay players and you need to be tough and you need to pay your due and don't tell us what we do and don't tell us if we're right or wrong because we're the moral authority here. No, the new one is they're a lot safer here than they would be at home. My ass. That's the one that gets me. Dude, safer here yeah. than at home? Yep, that's what you've heard that. Yes, I have, have heard, heard that. that. I'm not making that up. That is what they say. You're much better on playing a contact sport with 85 guys on the active roster or whatever it is than being at home with your family trying your best to social distance. Let me just paint a picture for you here real quick. Uh, no players on campus, or sorry, no, no students, students on campus. Well, I should say no st- all students on campus, right? Because these are students. Yep. They're students first. That's right. Student athletes. They are student athletes. Well, I They're know. It's been, it's, yep. Uh, nobody else is on campus, and all you have to do is play football and not school. So there's no chance they're going to get bored. No. And they're not going to go out to bars in their towns. No. That, no we no, haven't no, seen no. that. No. Well, professional baseball players are having a hard time staying away from the nightlife in other cities, but you're going to go and travel to play football games. And then you're going to be, you're going to be elsewhere. And there's not going to be a single player that sneaks out and just goes, Oh man, Hey, we're in Atlanta or wherever to play a game. We're not going to s- sneak out and do something. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just, yeah. to me, I, I'm going to go right back to the whole student athlete thing. And I'm still not quite understanding this very well. So is Alabama going to open their university? Are students going to be on campus? Well, the schools that have tried, and I don't have the list in front of me, it has not gone particularly well. Right. Well, and also just schools that are not colleges like in Georgia. Oh, you just see elementary school K through 12. Yeah. It's not been great. So I'm just, I'm having a hard time grasping this, getting my head around it. And you know what? For all you out there, 503-250-1080, text line, or anybody else, or anybody at this station, because there are some of you, who say, like, oh, well, that, uh, you know, they'll find a way around it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think legally that's not right. I, I think that you can't have free effing labor on campus if you're not giving them the thing you promised, which, again, is an education. Will Darkens, there are people right now in Chicago outside of the Big Ten headquarters that are screaming at them to let their children play. These are not students. These are not administrators. These are not coaches. These are parents of players. Yeah. They need Big Ten football. They need it. Oh, my gosh, they need it. Let me tell you something. Marriages will be destroyed if it doesn't go on. The world. The world will cease to spin on its axis, and we will bust off into greater space out of the solar system, and we may end up launching into a star and burning up or going so far from the star Mm. that we all freeze to death. One or both will happen. We'll probably freeze to death, then burst into flames. Nice. It's going to be ugly. 
If we don't have football, how could the world continue to spin without college football in the fall? Well, actually, economically, it could be pretty bad. <laughs> You're not not wrong. that bad, but You're not wrong about. But but, <laughs> but do you, do you think the parents are concerned for the economics of it? Uh, yeah, for their own economics. <laughs> no, I I believe that. I think they have some kids that they think they could get some money out of. If they go to the league, there's well, sure no other they go reason. To the league, yeah. What other effing reason is there? Isn't the transaction it's here? It's been if, Jimmy's dream to play linebacker for Wisconsin his entire life, and he's finally here, and you're telling me that we're not going to be playing at Camp Randall? Let me tell you something, dog. The whole transaction is based on you give me your football, and I give you your school. Yep. If there's no school... Why the F as a player would you even go and consider to play? Also knowing the high unlikelihood that you're actually going to go to the NFL. Let me just get some news out there for you. Uh, Division one college football player who probably was a lot like me. You're very <laughs> average. Your chances of getting into the NFL are as small as my fingernails are, which I bite. There is no way in hell you're going to make it to the league. The one thing you should be concerned about right now is getting an education so that at the end of this whole thing, if there ever is an end of the pandemic, you can at least set yourself up for other opportunities instead of having like a three-year career in the league where you make maybe $100,000 that you'll blow away because, again, you probably didn't manage your money right. Look, if the schools aren't open, they can't play. It doesn't make sense. At all. In fact, I'm so surprised that SEC players who probably do have a chance to get a, uh, to get into the NFL aren't unionizing yeah. to say, "Hey, you need to start paying me a paycheck," because there's an upper, there's a chance that I could actually get hurt on the field. And if that happens, then I'm definitely not going to the NFL. So I need an insurance policy. Yeah. And don't be stupid. This is just so much idiocy all gathered into one region. It's so dumb. Yeah. I, I just America. Yes. NCAA senior players drafted by the NFL is about one in 50. One in 50 gives you a 2% chance. So what is that? If you make it to your senior season. One in three quarters of a dude on your roster. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, no, it'd be one out of 50 of 85 on the roster. But, well, yeah, you take it down to seniors. Take it down to only seniors. There's probably, yeah, 30. So, yeah, one and a quarter. Uh, all right, well, we, we missed some bets. We'll get to Zach Collins. We've got nah, I just, you know, support. I'm glad tell we people, got that out of the way now. Tell people where the poll question is. So it's, they at, can find it's at Center Saint 1080 on Twitter. At Center Saint 1080 on Twitter, there's a poll question. We'll get that in an hour or two, but we need to get to some good v evil. We'll do that next right here. Center Saint 1080, the paint. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. When I'm out there, I'm trying to, you know, play. I'm playing my butt off. Uh, to make sure I can help the best that I can. So it happens and uh, you, you learn and move on. 
That's every guy who complains about how much they hate living in Philadelphia, but really they never leave. Joel Embiid. The final two minutes of game three of the Phil of the 76ers first round playoff series against the Boston Celtics. Embiid effed up major bro. Terrible <laughs> pass forced a shot blocked by Jason Tatum. The mistakes led basically to a 10-0 run to end the game that allowed the Celtics to take a 3-0 lead in the best of seven series. There's no Ben Simmons. Brett Brown seems incompetent. True or false? Embiid forces a trade before the end of next season. Ooh. I'm going to say false. He doesn't force it, but something's going to happen. That thing's getting blown up. Brett Brown doesn't have a job after the end of the bubble. No. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I think they try to move Ben Simmons. I think they try to build around Embiid. I think Embiid stays. I think they hope to do that. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's what they tried to do, so he doesn't force a trade. But it, everything scatters. Yeah. But, yeah, false. You know, it's two games. Uh, just told the team, you know, all we did was defend home court. Now we got to go to Oklahoma City play. So uh, we got to come out to the third game, same kind of intensity, same kind of mentality, and we'll see what happens. That was CIA experiment attempting to bring the Pringle man to life, Mike D'Antoni. No Russell Westbrook, no problem for the Houston Rockets, beating the Thunder in game one and two of their first round series. Bearded douche James Harden scored 37 the first night, 21 the next. Initially, some basketball heads predicted OKC would upset Houston. Now, with the Lakers looking just a little mortal and the Rockets looking decent, would you take Houston making the Western Conference Finals over L.A.? The way that they played the other night where James Harden was out for a 12-0 run at the time, I think he was shooting 2 of 11 from the field, something in, in that respect. And, dude, man, that team was playing really well. Oklahoma City is was one of the you know pleasant surprises of the season. I don't know if this is the right litmus test to say that they can get there, but uh, I... Kind of like the Rockets, yeah. I can I can see them going uh, uh, deep. I don't know if Oklahoma City gives me enough confidence by sweeping them that you can beat the Lakers or the Clip. So deep, so deep. But well, we lean on our medical. But well, we lean on our medical um, staff on that. So uh, we have not set an exact number. Um, we we like where we're at. Um, so you know we'll just go day by day, and if it got to the point. You know that we need to talk about shutting down then you know we'll talk about it that's cool visor guy who's one puka shell necklace away from completing a sick look lane kiffin the new old miss head coach thinks that college football players in conferences that won't play this fall aka pac-12 big 10 should be immediately eligible to play at another school like say old miss <laughs> kiffin said quote i don't understand it at all if a kid wants to play football and he's not allowed to play football at his school, why can't he go somewhere else and play? Do you agree with that? Uh, they're getting their year of eligibility, man. I Like right now. like uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm, I understand. You're, yeah, you're, they you're, can go right now. You're saying that uh, C.J. Verdell wants to go play football. He can just go and show up at yeah. the Ole Miss campus. Put your mask on, get on a plane. Yeah. and Yeah. Um, no, logistically, that's impossible, and it's a nightmare. And then you're just going to move people off of the uh, roster spots that you have so you can build some Pac-12 all-star team in the SEC. No, that's it's 
It's very stupid what he's saying. But Pac-12 All-Star team, <laughs> right? Like two what? players. <laughs> well, no, but if you, <laughs> hey, if you if you went through and just collected up on the rosters to fill in your uh, your, your team, I mean, uh, yeah, you try to put the best team together you can, but it, yeah, I, it's stupid. He's stupid. Trying to play football is stupid. But hey, when you're in your football bubble, man, that's why he wears the visor so he didn't have to see the real world. Just hunger down. I'm just looking at football. That's all I got on my mind. Yeah. That and young women. <laughs> and getting that puka shell necklace. That does sound sweet. Time for my favorite story of the week. And this one comes right here from Portland, Oregon. Whoop, 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 whoop. Do you think we could bring back the puka shell, you and I? Do you think we have enough influence to start a resurgence of the puka shell? I don't think that there's an opportunity at this point. Just not enough. Well, what styles usually come about again. They they cir- recirculate. Yeah, yeah. When there's like an opening, when like sure. when like there's nothing going on fashion wise. Yeah, what's going actually? On? You know what? Now that I'm saying it, there is nothing going on fashion well, yeah. wise. Everybody's we- wearing sweats. So you think that if we wear enough puka shells on Instagram yep. mm-hmm. and do TikTok videos and puka shells, yep. but not directly make it about puka shells, we could start a trend again. Yes, let's do it. You in? Yes. Where do we get a puka shell necklace? Your headline. Rich guy finds long line of people applying for emergency relief checks in his way, hands over stack of 100s to be distributed, and then just leaves. How about that? I know, a good guy story. Wow, I was not expecting that. You hate good guy stories. Yeah, not a fan <laughs> of good guys. I thought you were going to go with the guy that used Bud Light to put out the fire on his shed. You see that? No, I didn't. Down in California. He tried to use Bud Light? No, no. He successfully used Bud Light to save his shop that was about to burn up. It was either urine or Bud Light, and I didn't have enough urine. (laughs) He tried everything. Well, he didn't expect his water to get cut off by the fire that was encroaching upon his uh, homestead. And so, yeah, the hose was out. He had a little bit of water. That didn't work. So then he went... uh, he went to the Bud Light, and he was shaking up the cans and putting a nail in them and spraying out the little fires on his shop, and he saved it. Okay, that begs the question. Let me pull this story. i got to find Dude, it now. how much beer did he have? Well. It's a fire. Well, like, even a fire, you got to use a significant amount of water to put it out. I mean, I, well, now my next question is, well, it's a shed fire, so that's yeah. a pretty big fire. Well, I So mean, he must yeah. have an S-ton of beer. <laughs> California man uses cans of beer, uh, cans of Bud Light to prevent fire from destroying shop. Did he just have a vat of Bud Light that he had a fire hose connected to and just Fox 23, Vacaville, California, a California man answers a threatening fire of his property uh, workshop. This Bud's for you. Chad Little of Vacaville used cans of Bud Light to help douse the flames. Uh, from the nearby LNU lighting complex uh, that were burning his shop. (laughs) He says it was burning on uh, the wood below. I didn't have any water, Little told the uh, television station. I only had one barrel with a little bit of water in it, so I tried using that, but it didn't work. That's when he grabbed some cans of beer and began spraying them on the fire. There's video of this guy, uh, so we can probably get his... uh, (laughs) Dude, no way. <laughs> when I ripped up the sheet metal, uh, I had a nail, so I was shaking up the cans and using it and popping it and spraying on them, Little told, told KCRA. 
I was popping it out and grabbing one, uh, grabbing another one. So yeah, I don't. It didn't say how many cans of beer that he used. Uh, yeah, to me, that's like the first thing I thought was like, how much beer does that guy own? Well, here's the question: is how much beer is that guy gonna get? Oh, you think Bud Light will get him as an advertiser? Uh, well, they're just gonna drive a truck over there and go. This Bud's for you. Oh, this guy, dude. Yeah. I would put that guy in. Uh... I put that guy in a commercial. Oh, absolutely. And I would do it in a very serious manner of like saying like Bud Light saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I or at least to save my shit. Th- there's a, <laughs> a friend of mine was uh, living in the Bay Area during the the earthquake back in the day. And he still has a six pack of uh, the Anheuser-Busch water that they ran off those lines. So they actually do help in emergencies. So I don't want to say they don't. But this story is way cooler than that. Now, the issue with this whole commercial idea, of course, is that if this guy used beer to uh, douse his shed, I'm a little worried he's uh, not TV ready. What? (laughs) I don't know, man. That story to me just, like, screams backcountry. He says... (laughs) My buddies all tease me about drinking water beer, little told the television station. I say, hey, I saved my shop. Yeah, I don't want to put that guy What are you talking My buddies tease me about drinking water beer. I say, hey, it saved my shop. Yeah. Who's laughing now? Sorry, you had a good story. And I, this is a great story. That is a better story. Oh, sorry. All right. That's the first yeah, that's time. Fair. I, that's the first time I've ever stepped on your uh, your favorite story of the week. That's a better Sometimes one. Sometimes I, would I say. have to do it. All no, right. Well, I that, do commend this guy for handing out hundreds. That's very. I would, yeah, you'd like to be there. Uh, that's our good versus evil. It's brought to you by eight oh eight. And uh, they are open. They're doing to-go, and they are doing delivery. And you can go to ate-oh-at. E to check out menus, hours, and whatnot. Uh, in hour two, we need to talk about the poll question that relates to Zach Collins. Uh, we do need to talk about the process. We talked about it a little bit there, but I want to get Will's uh, admission that he was dead wrong. And the process right. was stupid. Totally right. Totally wrong. Will uh, be right. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll get into other things that are more things and stuff in hour two. Next. Right here. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 